Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Back in the chairs again on this Friday, December the 10th. Paul Ihander here, Lindsey Brown there. Can we just like get this out? You just want to get. Yeah, you can just we wanna, just like get this out? You want to cut to the chase? We we have the tissues and the senior no, speeches for geez. for later on in is the that show. What it is? Uh, welcome to Lindsey Brown and uh, friendship that you've entered in much uh, many moons ago. It's going to come to fruition today because. Sure. Uh, do you want to say it or you want me to say it? Like I, I'm un, I'm unsure of I, how I this suppo- goes. I suppose I can. Um, Kalani Satake has signed an extension with BYU. Two years. What? They just signed that today. Stop it! They did a full like narrative video when he signed the contract extension. It's no. Ama- yes. It's like this like two minute long like we love you, coach, and it's like him like firing up the stands. And- Who is the narrator? Uh, Tom Homo, who's the athletic director there at Damn it. BYU. Morgan Freeman was busy, huh? Apparently Damn so. Damn it. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, – there's also Nevada hired a new head coach today, Ken Wilson. I know you love – The most the, generic of names. <laughs> Only for you, Paul, does right? this make sense. Because it, it, it's a special day. It's a sad day. It's a good day. And with sure. these uh, with these inclusions, clearly yep. they are they are uh, putting them forth in your honor. That's what people are here for. They're here for the breaking news here yeah. at eleven forty. The bet. That's exactly. What, that's what they are here for. Mike Glennon cleared from the NFL concussion protocol. You got so. a concussion? That whiplash though. It's like the neck. This is like a hundred percent. That neck snapped back. Right? Oh my Atlanta the used car like. It's not a great week for the head trauma in the world of sports. No, it is clearly not. Or just not. the trauma in general. And Adrian Peterson's not going to play this week. Oh, no. He's got a bad back. What? Got a bad back. Sorry to hear that. All right, fine. We'll get it out of the way. We'll get it out of the way. We'll just do it early in the program. Today is the last day of the Playmakers as you all know it in terms of listeners. Ever. Uh, Ever. Technically, yes. The show is not going away, uh, but I am. What? Yeah, I am uh, leaving to pursue some other adventures in life. Where are you going? And we'll get to that later. Okay. That's not that important. Okay. But the good news is Lindsay will still be here, and there will be a couple of guest hosts in here. Mark will still be here. Y'all met Adrian yesterday. Yep. So there'll be still plenty of the show. The Playmakers was built to live well beyond uh, the hosts of this show in terms of just being a show that y'all could tune into and be a part of, uh, but 
moving forward after today, it will not be me. There, no one is pushing me out of the building. Let's put it that way. No one is pushing me out of the chair. Uh, it was a, not a. It was. It was a. It was a conscious choice. Uh, it was not under the influence of anything, and I am certainly sad to uh, to say goodbye to all of you who have been listening for the better half of the last two years to this program. Because I know for a lot of you, you're like, "Wow, thank God!" You know, you guys are on the air a couple hours in the afternoon. I can get through my day, um, but you will. You will still have. Lots of regular voices, lots of regular uh, familiar friends on the air. But today, this is the last version of this uh, version of Playmakers that you will get to hear. I'm going to save the sap for later on. Okay, that's fine. Well, listen, I delivered on a BYU contract extension, a new UNR head coach, Mm -hmm. and Mike Glennon's neck. All of these things in your (laughs) honor, Paul. In your highest of honors. Uh, We will miss you. We are very happy for you. Um. But like I said, it's 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 gonna be tough. We'll save tears for later. I cannot okay. do this right now. Okay, it's not true, Robin. Yeah, we need the buttons today. <laughs> well, it's honestly. been a while since we've heard from Robin. Seriously, though, like he opted out of the Olympics and then disappeared. Yeah, and then he got pulled. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I don't know if he's starting tonight. And that's not necessarily his fault. But sometimes you just gotta take yourself out of the equation because the math works out better that way. Yeah. So today's been kind of a crazy day. I've been moving forward, trying to get a lot of things off the plate getting uh, meetings, phone calls. I was just on a phone call literally five minutes before this show started related to this current position. Thank you. I speak for for all of us, everyone that's listening. Good for you. Okay. That I'm still working right up to the end? Both. All of them. <laughs> Good for you. I'm going to be here after the show for like another two hours, like insanity. Like, I'm so... Oh, so you're cool with posting the podcast because I got to go to the hockey game? Are you cool no, with that? No, being? No. It'll just take you two minutes. No, no. It'll take up two minutes, Marcus. I think we should send them out with that, right? Oh, I'll podcast. do the first hour and you do the second one. I'll be the last joint playmakers because PL, that's what the playmaker starts with. Not a coincidence. <laughs> I noticed that earlier this week. I'm like, how did we not put this together? I don't know. Because we were too busy putting the show together every day. That's the truth. And, and ourselves. Yeah. All of these things. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. Um, I got a tattoo today. <laughs> there you go. See, listen, you're burying the lead. Burying the lead. <laughs> Buried something. Is it of Carl? Did you do Carl? No, I did not do Carl. Oh, come on. Did not that do Carl with a good, K. That was such no. a good idea, though. I will though. say, it, we'll, I'll, we'll have to like come up with a bet or something to do that or something funny down the line just like as friendship because that would be kind of funny to have Carl with a K name like tattooed somewhere. It's just now is not the time for that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that would be that'd be a pretty good bit. Carl with a K. Yeah. Big day. Well, clearly it's not a it's a Friday news dump day. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. A lot of this stuff has happened within the last hour or so. Because everybody knows that next week they really have to put their head down because the two weeks after that nobody's right. doing jack squat. Yeah, nothing's happening. So maybe it's just kind of this is garbage day essentially. We gotta get all the the loose ends out there, all the stories that don't really matter but will cause uh conversation. No wonder we're hearing about Aaron Rodgers and his and what he says to the Bears fans and oh how content. Like honestly, why else would we hear about this? Yeah, I know. Well, what would a, what would a week be without an Aaron Rodgers t- story about an appendage or a Tom Brady press conference where he's being asked about who's the greatest or how are your kids? Tranquil. Yeah, there is that. Would be nice. All right, so we do have a full show for you. Going to talk Golden Knights here in the next twelve minutes. Also, Raiders insider Scott Goldbranson pops in at three thirty-five. It is round two. With the Kansas City Chiefs, we'll see if we take a few laps of the bus uh, this weekend. And at uh, 4.25-ish, the Tonyest of Cordascos, the Dean Tony Cordasco, will join us to talk about 
the crazy coaching carousel in the Mountain West, and the transfer portal keeps filling up. Plus, he's on the call of UNLV men's hoops tomorrow. He actually you don't say yeah yeah they only let him do it when they go over to the over the strip because they know right. Tony's got connections. Correct, and that's the one of the two days of the week where they allow him to come out of the the closet that doubles as his bedroom. No windows, <laughs> right, one cot, right, and one single AirPod. It's always those little doors, like you walk into the casinos and they're not marked, but you see staff kind of walk in and out. Correct. I think he has one of those. Yep. Like it's just a door that kind of just leads and he just kind of disappears and then comes back 100 percent. it's eighth circle of hell it makes perfectly good sense now aka dasco's house great times <laughs> let's get you your top five talkers for today it's your daily check down powered by odyssey sports number one we did all the big news dumps on you earlier but these are the other things that we're talking about today number one the nhl olympics quote according to commissioner gary bettman will be left up to the players if they want to play Mm. Uh, dealing with COVID, obviously, in Asia and around the world, the Omicron. Uh, but Omicron. 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 It's not Omicron. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Tomato, tomato. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's another bad COVID variant. The next variant of yeah. the COVID is, and open up the envelope. Uh, Gary Bettman says the NHL players will have to decide. He'll leave it up to the players' union if they do want to play, but that decision has to be made in the next 30 days because of the Olympics deadline. This is all about, well, you don't technically have to be here at practice. You choose to be, right? You guys are the ones that have the power to truly uh, control your destiny. And he's 100% right. They got to make that decision. They got to make sure that they keep the COVID positives to to an absolute minimum as, as best they can. And hopefully it will go from there. A lot can change in 30 days. That is the truth, especially in the holidays. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Number two. Sticking with the hockey theme, the Arizona Coyotes are not leaving Arizona. This is, again, according to Gary Bettman. More Bettman? Says he is not. They're not moving to Quebec City. They're not moving to Houston. While they will not have a lease agreement with the city of Glendale, the suburb of Phoenix, the Coyotes will still be playing somewhere, and they will not be moving out of Arizona. I like how yesterday he said there's, like, no issue with Arizona Coyotes, and then literally the city of Glendale came out hours later and said, you took care of this, 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 except for the rent. Still not good to go, even though that's what Gary thinks. He can just speak things into existence and into truth. Uh, and skirts accountability. Nothing to see here. Right. Put it all on the players. That's your responsibility. That's on you guys. But this, there's nothing to see here. We've taken care of it. I've made every right decision in this uh, franchise's uh, tenure because I was running it for a little while because it's been that mismanaged. Yeah, the Coyotes need a, need a fresh start. The NHL a needs a fresh start. real fresh from start. From Gary. So. We could probably kill two birds with one stone by just going upriver. That would be a heck of a throw, by the way. That would be. By the way, I had tequila prior to the show. Did you? Moving on. Good for you. Why didn't you Number three. Me? I would have had tequila. I've what had tequila you, once, and it want, was this year. You want to have more tequila? I would I'll have a shot get, at tequila. I will go get it. Uh, today, I will do it. I will go get it. Uh, Sunday night football is the most amazing of matchups between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. The uh, Bears. There's bile in there. But the Bears at 4-8 and eight are so bad that fans are petitioning the NFL, even though it's pretty much impossible to do at this point, to take the game off of Sunday Night Football. Change.org. World <laughs> hunger. Shortness in the supply chain. Not everyone is clothed. The Bears are playing! <laughs> we must rectify this injustice, Paul. Yeah, there's it's a awful. There's a petition that they, they it's. 
It's lopsided matchups. The Bears are three and twenty against the Packers in the last decade. And I'm Matt, surprised they won three games. And the last time the Bears won at Lambeau was in Thanksgiving six years ago. Wow, that's pretty nuts. I wonder if uh, if the Lions have more wins over Green Bay. Like, it's not that many. I bet you can count every single NFC North opponent on one hand how many losses that they've handed the Packers this year. Yeah, or this is, uh, in the last 20 years, I should say. I don't know why this one, of all the games, would not have been flexed out. Yeah. Just... Like, especially with like the with the Cardinals game and the Rams, but they were a primetime game earlier this year. It's just kind of like, well, you have to get a primetime game, just like how you have to play on Thursday, and you know. Yeah, I think if the Bengals were just uh, had like one more win, it would have been 49ers Bengals oh, in Cincinnati. I would welcome that. I would have been all over that quicker. one. Yeah, I want to see the Lort on the national TV. Those cheekbones can carry over all of the zip codes and antennas in high definition and 4K. Retweet. But instead. Oh. We get the Bears in Green Bay, even though fans would wish they had flexed this one out. Yeah, I would like to see the flex from Jimmy Garoppolo with his 5 o'clock shadow, even though it's only 2. What's well, 3-12? Number 4. Uh, Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier have hit the scale, and we are ready to go at T-Mobile Arena tomorrow night as we will have a lightweight title defense. Two top pound-for-pound pound MMA fighters. Poirier is ranked number 5. Oliveira is 6. Dude, he's fought like three times this year, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, they've been, I mean. That's a lot, right? Well, remember, it's McGregor. So he's, yeah. his name's his name is forever attached to Conor McGregor. But that's what I mean. I'm, I'm noticing it more and more whenever he's involved because of those marquee fights. And time, social construct, we, lo- we know this. It just seems like all of these have happened very, very close consecutively. Yes. For a fighter, for someone who like literally takes a beating for a living. Seems a bit rough. Well, it's only five rounds. A little yeah. rough and tumble, you could say, <laughs> yeah. Paul. Yeah, well, it is a co-main event. Amanda Nunez uh, weighed in, made her weight with the challenger Juliana Pena, also making weight. And essentially, you're talking about bantamweight, the women, and Nunez is pretty much the top fighter in the world in MMA. Yeah. One could even say all time, but that's what the writing says because I'm not an expert in this. So. Oh, yeah. this would be this would be a hell of a UFC Yeah. Uh, this is a this is a big tilt this is a big tilt because i know all of these names and that's saying something i may not be able to pick them out in a crowd or a lineup but i know these names oh yes no yeah this is this is the big one but everyone made weight so there you have it betters everyone made weight yay number five all right the olympic games are on their way to los angeles and it has been announced that the sports that made the debuts in the tokyo games will also stay on through the 2028 la games which means skateboarding. Which is pretty much like the biggest thing about LA right. in this Olympics. It's going to be heavily featured. And it was in the, it, over the summer and as it should be considering it was this first iteration. But once you get a few more years under the belt and, and what that looks like in competition piece, at least Olympic competition. Now the purists, the people within the sport aren't right. as big of a fan of this. Because once you start uh, grading art, it gets a little wonky. But it's a huge part of the culture uh, out west here. I'm glad that they're going to be able to uh, feature that during their Olympiad. Yeah, undeniable. So it'll be cool. Uh, Skateboarding, surfing, and uh, rock climbing or sport climbing will be a part of it. Also announced today, and unrelated to the 2028 games, the 2030 games 
are uh, up and running, and uh, at least the bidding process. Sapporo Japan is in the lead, but apparently Vancouver, oh, Whistler, and the... Please, can we go back to Vancouver? Vancouver, Whistler, and the First Nations are exploring a feasibility of doing a 2030 Olympics yes, bid. Yes, 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 yes. I was there in the fall of 2009, uh, Halloween of 2009, actually, and those Olympics were held in February, and I can only imagine what it looked like when they were actually going on, but man... Pretty much the top Canadian city I would move to instantaneously. Anybody who has a job in Vancouver, you need somebody to empty a couple garbage cans, give me a call. The girl will be up there. The 2010 games were there, so maybe it would be 20 years later. Be perfect. Right now, the lineup is Beijing this uh, upcoming February, Paris for the Summer Games in 24, Milan, Italy for the winter in 26, L.A. in 28 for the Summer Games, Brisbane, Australia for the Summer Games in 2032. Mm. So there's a hole right there in 2030. And Vancouver, BC wants in. And this gives me plenty of time to befriend Thatcher Demko because that's what 35s <laughs> do. And then I'll have a place to crash, a couch to crash upon should I need to cover said Olympiad. 35. Be a hell of a time. It would be a lot of greatness in that apartment. <laughs> Leave the seat down, Can't Thatcher. Contain, they, it cannot be contained, so they made a share a roof. Yeah. Everybody has to hold it down. Uh, it's just too damn high. Is that your hair in the sink, Lindsay? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There's your check down. Powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Coming up next could be a wild weekend for your Vegas Golden Knights. Lindsey Brown and Paul Ihander, the Playmakers. It doesn't matter who you're playing in this league. Uh, you know, every team's incredibly good. So focus on what we can do and stick to our game and play a full 60 minutes and do the things we do right exclusively on 1140 the bet jack white cloud straight out of cliche hockey school exactly (laughs) bemidji state university welcome 60 minutes of uh, hard-nosed hockey pucks deep let's make sure we disrupt the triangle and uh work hard because that's kind of implied in this sport right understandable big weekend for the vegas golden knights uh last weekend same kind of deal playing on a friday sunday both of these are on the home ice tonight the philadelphia flyers a team in complete upheaval joins us here in vancouver golden knights land vancouver i would for golden knights land i would expect i would expect that uh laurent Brassois could get another start tonight yeah uh, why not uh, first of all leonard didn't have the greatest of outings the other day and he's been pressing a little bit and pressing back uh at, at that the golden knights have really prioritized the blocking of the shots and as a netminder who relies so heavily on the way uh, he reads pucks, seeing it through traffic, not really having traffic in front of him, um, it's been a, a been a tough outing. And the other LB played great. They ended up coming back and winning that game, so you want to reward that. And uh, to be honest, this uh, opponent in the Philadelphia Flyers, they're not flying super well. The wings are clipped. They're yeah. having trouble scoring. They're having trouble winning. They are winless in their last 10 games, Paul. The last time they won a game was in overtime, uh, a 2-1 to victory against the Calgary Flames on the 16th of November. Ooh, goodness. They fired their coach last week, Elaine Vigneault and uh, Michelle Therrien, along with that. And Mike Yo has been uh, elevated in his stead. We'll see Carter Hart between the pipes. Very excited to get eyes on him live for the first time, I'm pretty sure at least for me personally. But when you have teams like this that are, are in such a deep spiral where they're, fi- they're they're looking anywhere for some semblance of positivity, man, you can be a pressure popper. Man, you can really lean on that. And you can really 
manipulate the emotional vulnerability of this team tonight if the Golden Knights are willing to play that 60 minutes and rise above that game. Sometimes the Golden Knights play down to their competition. Cannot be the case tonight. That's what makes it a trap game. Yeah, well, and that had been said on a number of occasions, and the last time the Golden Knights actually had a blowout win was against an inferior opponent, which I think probably could be good news when it came against Arizona, but they've been playing a lot of tight games recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, since since Edmonton rolled through and, you know, kind of kind of stuck it to them on that weekend, and Anaheim was a, was a weird bit too. They have run off three in a row here a lot of that has to do with health clearly mm-hmm. but we're still waiting for that I mean again I don't say we're waiting for it because the third period was a was a was a um, a cleanup scrappy win against Dallas mm-hmm. for sure and but we're this this needs to be kind of one of those we're going to overwhelm you like a tsunami kind of yes games. the quick strike ability is is going to be incredibly effective tonight and and you're right to note the the way that the Golden Knights were able to come back in that third period and just how potent their offense can be what has been a detriment to them over the, the, these last few weeks can be a strength uh, against certain opponents. And that's why you want to rely on that game uh, plan that the Golden Knights have been where you just want to make sure you're keeping everybody afloat. You're not making mistakes. But when those opportunities present themselves, like I said, you lean, you push, you make sure that no one isn't comfortable on that ice. Nothing on the ice comes easy. And if you're able to do that and if you're able to execute those floodgates can open really, really quickly, be that by the goaltender themselves or just the team defending. I mean, that Kale McCarr goal that I referenced earlier in the week where he just went coast to coast like he was in mites, like it was against <laughs> the Flyers. And so it's a team that has a lot of proud names uh, and, and guys that have been big time names in this league in recent years, but sometimes it's just the wrong collection of parts. But like I said, getting them frustrated, outworking them, forcing them to outcompete you. Nobody wants to nobody who's playing poorly, who is down on themselves, is going to be able to rise to that level of, of competition if you don't allow it. Yeah, it could be a yeah, you're right, trap game for sure. And you can you can sniff it a little bit. Both teams struggle in the power play, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the Knights Their know, power cl- play is like just bit markedly better than ours. Yeah, but clearly the Knights have the momentum with the three games and, and they understand what it's like to win and it's been a recent uh experience for them as well. All right, let's talk about the wild part of the weekend. And that's <gasps> that's a that's a pun, a what play a on weird spectrum of right, events, right? A, a play on words and a reality for the Knights is on Sunday the red high Minnesota Wild come to town. Fortunately, no again, rabies shots with this team, Paul. For- Full blown foaming at the mouth. Fortunately, it is a home game uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Minnesota Wild are about as good of a team. Actually, this is the best team they will have seen all season. This is the best team in the league right now. Straight up. This best team. They beat the the Maple Leafs earlier this week in a shootout. I I, I watched that game. They beat the Oilers uh, the other night four to one. Were able to keep uh, McDavid and Drysaddle off the score sheet. I watched most of that game. I watched most of their game last night at San Jose. Uh, they were up three nothing, and then San Jose got a couple of uh, goals in the third. But it's they are so good at pretty much everything, and with that, they have that mental kind of level up. The Minnesota Wild are a team that is playing chess when their opponents are playing checkers sometimes. And one of the things I want the Golden Knights to kind of adjust tonight in hopes for having at their disposal against the Wild is the utilization of the area pass. This is something that the that the Minnesota Wild do super well is diffusing pressure. They don't always look for the tape to tape. They don't always look for uh, the they're getting the puck to their best player. They are looking to keep the puck in the offensive zone. They are looking to keep the puck away 
from their people. So sometimes you'll see, oh, I'm on the far left side as a defenseman, and all the players are also on my left side. So instead of me forcing it back down left, I'm going to go right side boards, just do a little touch pass so it just dies as it hits the boards, and then I'm going to have my guy go chase it down and win that battle. And that's a much more contagious way to generate momentum because tape-to-tape passes are great. Uh, I mean, the Zegers goal is great. Apparently, it's been viewed 50 million times on YouTube. That's awesome. Good for you guys. But when it comes to feeling yourself and working your team into a lather in the game, when you see other people go out and win a battle, win a foot race, out muscle, out compete someone, I can catch that. Oh, look at him. Look at her. Look at that. Look at them do that. I'm going to get a little pep in my step. I better get down to the front of the net because if I'm lagging and they just won that battle, I can't be that type of teammate. And so it just causes you to kind of take a step. And so I hope that the Golden Knights are able to kind of take that uh, gear shift tonight because if they are able to take care of business, if they are able to kind of rope-a-dope the Philadelphia Flyers into running around or, even better, standing still, you can kind of toy with this. You can see who's the better uh, fighters along the boards, along the half wall, and just – beat the better team at their own game in some ways because the when we do play Minnesota, they tend to try to get more physical. They try to slog it up. They try to get us to march to the box because, first of all, we don't do super well on special teams. And second of all, they are killing it. Like you will, Erickson Eck had a, had a goal last night, and they were talking about, you know why this guy scores right here? Because the defenders didn't take care of this stick lane. And so we just like, oh, you don't want to put your stick here, so I'll put it here and I'll just tip it. And the goalie has no freaking chance. Like that's the level of hockey that's being played right now. And that's a guy who had like – maybe three power play goals ever in his career, and he's operating damn near close to 10 this season. And that's like their third-line center. So buckle up, pack a lunch, you shoot glove side on Cam Talbot, and you get him moving from his right to his left, especially through depth and space, like top of the crease to the bottom of the post. And again, that that out-hustle, that out-compete, so many of the themes that we're looking for uh, from the Golden Knights tonight against Philadelphia will serve them well against Minnesota because Minnesota plays that brand of hockey Better than most. Yeah, and the last time uh, these two teams met was an actual month ago, and it was <laughs> a true uh, treasure trove when it came to the Knights and getting a win when you get goals from Paul Cotter yeah. and Jonas Romberg. Yep. Yeah, that was the rookie coming out party, basically. Yep, with yep. Uh, with Laurent Brossois in net. A couple of good goals, too. Like, goal scores from the slot just went basically bar down on it, but... Yeah, we gotta we gotta see some of that from the Marshesos, from the Marks. Well, we don't have to ask that for Mark Stone because he's already you know rolling. Yes. No yep. Chandler Stevenson tonight though. Oh. Personal reasons. No. Not really sure. And then I think Coughlin is out as well. Uh, I'll have more details on the actual lineup player. Or you could just like see when they skate up because that's honestly the only time you'll really be able to. Tell. Right. That is the truth. There's a little bit of that mm-hmm. too. So yeah, wild weekend for the Golden Knights with the Flyers tonight. And then certainly Minnesota Wild coming up on Sunday, full wrap of the weekend on Monday during the show. Coming up next, we're going to dive into the NFL. It is a big AFC West rival weekend, and it's round two with Kansas City and the Raiders. Insider Scott Goldbranson is up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. The autumn wind is a pirate, but the pirates seem to be going down in the ship lately. <laughs> Kansas City and the Raiders coming up this weekend in Kansas City. You're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, the original three, yeah. right? Yep. The Playmakers. A- Scott, you were on the show for like a week. Remember that? Yeah, a couple times, yeah. You know, it was hard when you have a day job, but no, it <laughs> right? was fun. Yeah, we had yeah. like Jersey Fridays, and that lasted all yes. week and stuff. But uh, we're, we're happy to have you on, and we're happy that we're back for Chiefs Week, although the enthusiasm is at a much different level than it was earlier on in the season, Scott, or am I mistaken? No, you you are correct, and it's good to know. I thought I was going on a sports show now, but it's a comedy show. That's good. Um, and, and, <laughs> Welcome but, to the uh, Playmaker! Yes, hey, got I need some sound effects, so Mark's going to be in the studio there, and I'm going to hear some, like, zimzams and stuff like that. But anyway, no, Lindsay, you're right. That, that first game, right, that Sunday night game, um, and the thing about that, it was the, the enthusiasm back then for the Raiders was, was huge, uh, and, but that, if you think back now, that was the turnaround game for the Chiefs. That was the game where they were, you know, everybody came in, they worried about what the Chiefs were doing, and, and they still have some issues, and we'll talk about those. But the Chiefs seemed to turn it around. That win against the Raiders, Patrick Mahomes' five touchdown passes, uh, was not a good look. And so the fortunes of these two teams, first half versus second half, seemed to have flipped. It's a strange, strange journey when it comes to the AFC West right now, where the Chiefs have been starting to roll uphill, so to speak, with with uh, the, with their wins. But they're not the they're not you know killing people by any means, mm-hmm. and the Raiders can't quite seem to find that killer instinct anymore. And it just makes it even more difficult when Darren Waller's got to sit yet again, which means Derek Carr's normal security blanket in Hunter Renfro is going to be just smothered again by whatever Tyron Matthew wants to do with him. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'll tell you, that's the thing with that's scary about this game, right? And we're we're going to talk to Jay Binkley from our, our sister Odyssey station out in Kansas City, 610 Sports, on our show on Sunday morning. Uh, and, and, t- and prepping with him before the show, we talked about it. It's the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense is getting better, and it's getting better rapidly. It's been the biggest reason why they've been able to turn it around. So you look at that, you look at a Raiders offense – that frankly has been terrible uh, and inconsistent, unable to convert third downs, unable to convert in the red zone. And now they're facing arguably the hottest defense in the NFL. Those things do not mix. That's like oil and water. And so what are the Raiders going to be able to do? They're going to have to come out, and we've said it numerous times when I've talked to you guys on Friday nights, they're going to have to come out fast. And not only are they going to have to come out fast, Lindsay and Paul, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to score a lot of points. They have to be consistently good on offense. They have not been able to do that over the last six games. You mentioned the red zone and the lack of success that they've had there. What do you think they need to improve upon the most? Is it the, is it the play calling? Is it receiver selection, yardage awareness? Where can they truly make headway and hopefully turn at least one of those trips into a success? Yeah, all of that. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Is this a comedy show? Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I listen. To, you know what? It, it's true, though. I mean, play calling. Look, the offensive play calling has been unimaginative. If you look at the play calling and a lot of people didn't like John Gruden's play calling and now they wish that he was back or at least his play calling was back uh, because it got worse after after the Denver game when things seemed to get a little more creative and the, and the Raiders went on and rolled in that game, that first game after John Gruden. Um, since that time, it's gone completely in reverse. Not only that, they're not they're not doing anything. I mean, you look at last week. In the 17-15 loss to Washington, the last, the first quarter, they didn't have a pass. They had two passes, excuse me, that went past the line of scrimmage. I mean, what is going on that when you're on third and six and you're passing the ball two yards? You know, there's something going on there, and I think it is play calling. I also think it is personnel. I mean, you have Deshaun uh, Jackson, who's got to get out there more, in my view, uh, and they're underutilizing him. And then also you look at the the running game. Josh Jacobs you know, looked better but he's not been able to consistently get the ball. They've been behind or they've been unable to move the ball, and so they start to go to the pass. And then let's face it, the, the one thing that's so controversial in Raider Nation and nobody wants to talk about it because there's haters and lovers, Derek Carr's not playing well. In fact, if you look at Derek Carr's career, his entire career over the second half of the season, particularly in November and December, every single season he's tailed off statistically. So I don't know what it is with Derek Carr late in the seasons, but it's happening again. That mixed with personnel, injuries, and a lack of imagination on play calling, and there's where you have your offensive malaise. Raiders insider Scott Goldbranson joining us, host of Silver and Black Today Game Day. You can listen to that every every Sunday morning here for our early Raiders fans, 4 a.m., and then on our sister station, the Fan Las Vegas at 9 a.m. on Sundays. It'll be the perfect pregame for this week's game between Kansas City and the Raiders. You're right about the Kansas City defense. This has been a team that managed to navigate through probably one of the deeper injured reserves early on in the season, and now everyone's starting to come back for them. And I do agree with you about getting Deshaun Jackson more involved, although beyond jet sweep, I mean, legitimately, because I see the Rams try this same kind of noise with with a Robert Woods, and I think they tried it once with OBJ. It's tough to get a guy integrated in the offense when you're literally – just trying to make him go vertical all the time. Yeah, there's there's no question about it, and, and I think that that's 
you know, what they've been able to do, what the Chiefs have been able to do and turn this thing around. Look, Patrick Mahomes still is not the Patrick Mahomes that America, if you will, outside of Raider Nation, fell in love with, right? They, it's not the same quarterback. He's not passing uh, as much as he used to as far as the yardage. He's doing a little too much. And in talking to folks in Kansas City this week in preparation for our show, what I found out was, and that was born out of this desire of Patrick Mahomes to really do more because he he knew how bad that defense was early on for all the reasons that you just mentioned. Um, but as they've gotten better, Patrick Mahomes has become more dialed in. He still has some issues, though. Some people argue that it's a little bit mechanical. If you hear some of these analysts, especially former quarterbacks in the league, they start to pick a little bit and say, why is he throwing three-quarter too much? Why is he doing He doesn't have to do that. He's not, he's not following through. He's not planting his feet like he should. Uh, but then you talk to other people, and they're like, no, he's just trying to do what Patrick Mahomes does and think that he's got to do too much. And so when he settles in and settles down, and frankly, he did that against the Raiders the first time. If you guys remember, he was the Patrick Mahomes you were used to. He started out a little slow, but then once he got going, he was winging the ball downfield and was able to score against that Raider defense. And that's the other thing, too, guys. The Raiders defense, as much credit as it's gotten for getting better than the terrible units it had over the last two years, it also is going backwards. I don't blame that on that team or a lack of effort. It's just they're worn out. The offense can't stay on the field, so the Raiders defense is starting to slowly, I think, just uh, facilitate a, a kind of a breakdown because they've been on the field so much. I love the dissection of the Mahomes bit because you have to think the guy's ultra talented has been in his entire life. So if you make him play conventionally, can he succeed? Because he probably never mm. really has to. But regardless, he he is that transcendental talent. And you mentioned earlier about the 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 first matchup this season, how it would really set the Chiefs back, or at least go back into their old selves, or at least looking to be. A lot of that had to do with Travis Kelsey and that uh-huh. underneath route that he loves. Are the Raiders equipped to be able to deal with that this week, or is there just too much noise because you got you got a hill, and then oh yeah, uh, Mahomes got legs of his own too. Yeah, no, I, I think I, are the Raiders prepared for it? You know, they haven't been able to do it uh, since Travis Kelsey entered the league, right? right? And so I think you look at that situation, and that's going to be a, a point of emphasis. But you have Denzel Perriman, right? One of the key players in that linebacking core for the Raiders, leads the NFL in tackles. He has an ankle injury, did not practice this week, is listed on the injury report today as doubtful, and so maybe he's a game-time decision. But not having Denzel Perryman out there, um, having all the rest of the injuries that they have with Corey Littleton, he was a full participant in practice, but is he 100%? We don't know. Carl Nassib, the defensive end, is out again. So this team is beat up, this Raiders team. I don't know if they're going to be able to handle that, Lindsay, if they're going to be able to do that. If they are not then they're going to have to control the game in other places. Uh, so the, the Raiders have a very full plate on Sunday in Kansas City. I was going to say, you could send Jonathan Abram after him, but I don't even know if he could take Kelsey <laughs> down, even at his most snarly. No, he's not the best tackler. So I don't, There's I don't that, Scott. Your es- words, especially, not ours. Right, especially, especially with the size of, of Travis Kelsey. But, you know, that's the other thing. And, and again, I, I go back to that Chiefs defense, too, since they trade, you know, they made a trade. They they were struggling, and they went out and they got Melvin Ingram from Pittsburgh. If you guys remember that, which is a crazy right. trade because the Chiefs and the Steelers don't make trades. That that's not a, a a usual trading partner for them. But they went out and got Melvin Ingram, and he has made a huge difference on that Chiefs defense. And the Raiders are going to have to count for him. The Raiders' offensive line continues to struggle. It does well in points, but overall, it's just not very good. Uh, it gives uh, it gives uh, Derek Carr time to pass. They seem to do that okay in pass protection at times 
Uh, but Melvin Ingram's he knows Gus Bradley's system on defense. He knows that Raiders team from playing with the Chargers all those years. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think this one has the potential of really being ugly, I think, if the Raiders don't get off to a very quick start on both sides of the ball. Now Vegas spotting the Raiders nine and a half on Sunday. Woo! Yeah, Chiefs and the Raiders. Scott Goldbranson, Raiders insider, host of Silver and Black Today game day. Scotty, appreciate the check-in, man. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next time. All righty. All right, this is Scott Goldbranson, Raiders Insider. Check out his writing at thebetlasvegas.com. Also, check out the show, Silver and Black Today, game day, here on 1140 The Bet, 4 a.m. for our East Coast Raider fans, those of you listening to us on the Odyssey app. Also, if you don't wake up that early, 9 a.m. on thefanlasvegas.com. Coming up next, the debate over holiday bad guys. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. Lindsay over here clearing her throat. I had to. It was authentic. Uh, Tis the year for holiday bad guys to where the holiday bad guys can be just as or maybe even badder than the traditional bad guys you would see in Hollywood and the movies. But there are a select few of holiday bad guys, of which I will stay away from the ones that Lindsay is not familiar with and just stick with the ones that she knows, which would be the three main characters, really, of pretty much all the literary classics. One would be the Home Alone series, in which the wet bandits were part of the OG Home Alone. How many uh, guys does it take to screw in a light bulb or to steal from someone? Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, the wet bandits, setting, setting the bar for us. Then there's Scrooge from A Christmas Carol, who was incredibly miserly and is right up there with the baddest of bad guys. But I'm going to let Lindsay defend the Grinch as being pretty much the ultimate when it comes to holiday bad guys. And again, I'm staying away from those holiday bad guys that Lindsay is not familiar with. Right. So I just want to put that one out there because there's one notable that is not on this list that Mm. we could mention if we needed to. Is the Grinch greater than Scrooge and the Wet Bandits when it comes to holiday bad guys? (laughs) Well, it depends on, like, what you classify as, like, the worst quality a person could exhibit. Is it arrogance or is it ignorance? Let's start there. Okay, well, the Grinch, I think, uh, was, first of all, a thief uh, because that was he was literally committing a crime. He's a larcener. He committed, but thief. he did commit a crime. He committed crimes. He was trying to steal Christmas and was successful in doing so in many of the like many time. Of the ways. Crime is also a social construct if those, you look at it. Well, he did break into people's homes. Right. He went inside. Regardless, to people's homes. right? But, but he, he he is not ignorant. He knows exactly what he is doing and why. Sure. So this premeditation when it comes to the Grinch, like right. he plotted it out again, mastermind criminal. Yep. More Where, than anything else. Whereas, like, Scrooge, I don't think, I would put more on arrogance. Or is just a bad human? Is he just a bad human right. because he made people work late, wasn't charitable, mm-hmm. um, ended up putting coins in a bucket and then ended up bouncing right. back out into his hand? I mean, not arrogance. I- ignorance. I meant that one. Right. Because he's grown up in, uh, in privilege. Okay. He doesn't understand what Tiny Tim is going through or all these people that he's done wrong. That's why he has to go through the whole story sure. and bother Christmas and all that other stuff. But it takes Scrooge so long to find that self-awareness sweet spot. That's the, that's the other direction I want to so, go okay, to. So of like, is there yeah. Is there self-awareness? Is the journey to that self-awareness, does it take too long? Is Are they too far gone? You know, because like as much as we the at the end of the the Grinch, 
Who's to say he doesn't return to his ways a year later? Like, what if Martha May Huvier dumps his ass? Like, and you're going to be just as uh, just as crabby, and the mistletoe means even more, and while also meeting less. Versus Scrooge, I uh, I feel like he truly had one of those epiphany type moments because first of all, he's moving through time and space because Truth, like, yes. what's yep. happening in yep. this hot tub Past, time present, machine? And future. Um. But then when you're talking about like the death and the and the and the seeing of the future and like the consequences of your actions, it's he, Scrooge got scared straight. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight. And no, he absolutely did. So the wet bandage should be right on the top then when it comes to bad guys. Mm. They were literally trying to murder a child. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's what I mean. They knew exactly what they were doing where they were criminals. They were here to steal things. And then once they learned that there was a kid here, they not only decided to continue to go. This just adds another element of fun for us. Instead of just moving on to a different house or, like, calling the cops, say, hey, there's a kid here. Like, because you could technically help. Maybe that takes some steam off of the the wet uh, trail that you're leaving behind. You never know. So they're the bad guys. They're the ultimate holiday bad guys. But they're also the, the dumbest ones. Well, clearly they are. And so do they cause the most damage? Does it matter if you can cause the most damage, if, if that's what makes you the worst? That's what I mean. Is like, is it the ones that cause the most damage, or is it the ones that, will, that willingly do so, regardless of the level of that they're inflicting? Well, we all need protagonists and antagonists mm-hmm. of the three who was— I mean, Kevin McAllister is kind of an antagonist, if you think about it, too. It just yeah, depends he, on— he, he did egg them on. Yeah, what, what director's aspect. cut are we watching here? Right. Yeah. They, all have, they all stand on their equal footing, I suppose, mm. when it comes to the holidays. Indeed. But still, the wet bandits, man. They went after a kid. You didn't even go after Scott Farkas? What do you mean? I how how, how would I know? A Christmas story? Are you kidding me? Didn't. I watch it like at least two or three times on the 24-hour marathon. Right. The kid had a raccoon hat. I was running around in those. Davy Crockett. Harriet Potter. Whatever. <laughs> didn't know Scott Farkas. I'm so disappointed in you. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 